This week, we've got Martin Machine Cameling. Enjoy. Yeah. There we go. There we go. How are we doing? Very good, thank you. How's your weekend so far? Yeah, it's been good. Uh, I had a bit of a bender. My friend uh, from Canada came over, so uh, I had to uh, show him Amsterdam around, as they say. Uh, okay. But, uh, it's good. We finally uh, have a time to meet, man. It's been a little bit postponed. I'm sorry. It was also my doing. But uh, yeah, it's good to finally see you again. Yeah, you're very, uh, you're very kind. We've been trying to get this sorted for a few weeks, haven't we now? Um, but yeah, no, thanks for your patience as well. How was Amsterdam last night? Yeah, it was good. Uh, we went to a very uh, sketchy in a good way kind of club because um, my friend wants to, uh, he's very relaxed and uh, uh, has all his friends here. And then we had a couple of birthdays and then it was kind of not hitting the spot. And then uh, Carl, the lady you saw last time, she was like, yeah, let's go there. And it was uh, nice, but it's, uh, the, I don't know how to explain. Yeah, how would you call it? Very um, like, like underground atmosphere in this club uh, but it was still fun and we just had a couple of drinks and uh yeah i had a good time and uh, yeah. so is your, your friend, weekend then? is your friend more relaxed than you because you're the most relaxed person I've, I've ever met i think well thank you um, <laughs> yes uh he is definitely a uh yeah he's definitely relaxed that's uh i, I try to be too but uh, he's very uh, non he doesn't care about anything going on forward and that's nice to see and uh, you definitely have that as well in a good way although at the event you were really uh working your butt off i saw <laughs> but, uh, in the end making everything possible so uh, that's uh, important yeah i'm definitely but, definitely not relaxed at the events i do try but it's uh yeah it's it's it can be difficult um how did you find how did you find london have you have you spent much time in london before i don't think you've been to one of our shows have you no it was the first time and uh it was really um yeah it was really it was like it was definitely nice to see because you were actually the first one I ever spoke to about chess boxing ever. I tried to get in a fight with you five years ago, I think. Um, so it was nice to see it. And it was very, um, yeah, gezellig, as we call it in the Netherlands. People were really nice together. There was a really community vibe going on there. And uh, yeah, people were really friendly there. And my opponent, Jerry, of course, was a gem and very nice. Uh, it was nice to see everybody, Matthew, David, Richard, everyone's there. So uh, it was definitely felt it was a home away from home in a way is that usually you fight somewhere else and you're always the bad guy from another place. But uh, <laughs> everyone really uh, outdid themselves trying to make me feel good. So uh, and uh, yeah, feel felt right at home. So it was nice. What's that word again? Yachzelet. Gezellig, it's called. It's uh, cozy, I would say in English. Cozy, okay, okay. Uh, cozy atmosphere, I would could, could even say. That's a great word. Yeah, I think we. We do work quite hard to create that atmosphere, not just for uh, fighters, but also the people attending the show. How do you do that? Could you explain on how you do that? Well, I think it really starts uh, in in the community, like training. Like T Tim yeah. Woolgar, who kind of uh, started the sport, it just uh, it's just very accommodating, make sure everyone feels comfortable. And yeah. I think you know the way he started that that culture in the sport has just mm -hmm. run through the whole sport in the UK. Um, we're very lucky. We've got very um, accepting group of people. So if anyone turns up to training, they feel welcomed. Um, and and obviously a lot of people working on the show are people from our community. And yeah, somehow I don't know. Like a lot of the a lot of the fans that come, they're from a chess sort of background, or they're from you know they kind of uh, they want to see something different, something a bit strange rather yeah. than from a boxing background. I don't know if I've not been to many boxing events, but uh, I think it's quite a different sort of atmosphere you, that you, that you might get at, at a boxing event for sure. Yeah. Um, no, I felt it too. Sorry, continue. 
Well, I was just going to ask, because um, obviously you're calling uh, from the Netherlands, uh, from Amsterdam. Yes. yes. Um, and how I just wondered how you saw um, how you saw chess boxing in the Netherlands, whether that's something that you've been uh, looking at, um, perhaps growing the sport in the ne Netherlands at all. Uh, yes, uh, I'm in talks organizing a fight in Amsterdam uh, in September. Uh, and another, uh, someone else also wants to, sometimes I get these requests from people saying they want to organize something, but it's always a bit vague. Uh, and I've been on TV about it, uh, so there's definitely interest on it, especially on the funky side, like what how are these people doing? But uh, uh, yeah, uh, it's it's growing, um, and um, we'll see how it goes after the summer. I'm fighting again in Paris, and then I think right before that event happens, and I'm four into training again, I'm going to be starting to, uh, uh, I'm going to do a couple more uh, workshops, and uh, yeah, ideally I would like to use it as a tool to help especially younger generation to do something with it. Mm. Uh, but to be honest, that is more of a project I'm going to embark on a little bit later in life right now, because I think that requires money. And um, uh, I I make money, but not enough. So right now I'm more focusing on doing that. And then I hopefully embark on those things more. But uh, still, I'm really happy to get all these uh, opportunities I have now, because uh, that's you got to stay in this community. And that's how you do it. With that, right? You've already been doing it for 10 years this way, and I look at you, which you have the community you have now. So, that's um, nice. what, what, what do you do in Amsterdam? What's your job? Uh, I'm in marketing, I'm a freelance marketeer. Um, so, uh, as soon as you have your uh, new uh, venue set up, as you mentioned, I would love to uh, see if uh, I can help you run some ads. Um, so, that's what I mo mostly do uh, for a couple of international businesses. Okay. And uh, I'm developing some concepts as well on the side. One of them is uh, handwriting robots. That's the thing. Um, I'm looking into that, importing those. Before I've been importing and exporting things from China as well. Okay. I mean, that it sounds like that your vocation would lend itself uh, to, to chess boxing because it's, I mean, half the battle is marketing, isn't it? It's getting the word out there. And there's still a sure. lot of people. Well, that has changed since I've been involved. I'm, I'd say probably 50% of the people I speak to in London certainly have heard of it. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, outside of London, um, not not many people have heard of chess boxing. It's still quite. Um, there's still a huge market out there that's completely untapped. I would say. Um, yeah. But I would, if you do, if you are going to have an event in September, I'd love to come. Amsterdam is one of my favourite places. Um, I just love. I just love the getting going on a boat on a sunny day, and, and enjoying an afternoon, on, you know, on the canals and stuff. I just think it's a fantastic, fantastic place. Yeah, please do so. Yeah, if you can, um, that'd be nice. So what's your? How do you see... Sorry, go on. No, I was wondering, you said there's a huge market out there, and I was wondering, how do you see the difference? Because when I was in the uh, LA event, there were also people who were both not able to box very well and not able to do chess very well. But at the same time, they made a really entertaining show out of it, mostly because they maybe didn't took it as serious. Uh, but because of the whole show around it, they made people go crazy in a way. So I'm thinking that could also be an avenue for growth in a way. Or how do you see that? I think that I think that was a really interesting um, show, and I know you were part of that. You were you were a referee, weren't you, for for a few uh, two or three of the bouts? But um, yes. I think it really demonstrated uh, like what you you need to do for a certain audience. So they they are streamers. Um, uh, Ludwig is a YouTuber. He's a gamer, and he knows his audience. His audience wants a certain type of product. Um, yeah, exactly. Something that's fast moving, that's constantly entertaining without any kind of uh, dips um, to, to maintain that interest. Um, yeah. And it's something that we've tried to do with our stream as well. I tried to explain to the commentators that actually it's the it's the time when there's nothing happening. 
the transitions or between bouts where you've got to hold their attention. And I think yeah. um, obviously our friend Matt Thomas as well was part of that show. And I think it really demonstrated how to how to hold uh, the, atten the attention of a certain type of audience. So I think yeah. it really depends, you know, who you're marketing the product to, doesn't it really? But I, I don't think it's, I don't think it was in line with, with our product or our audience, but I think they did right. what they did because they understood their audience. And I, I guess you probably appreciate that as much as anyone given your background. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I just see it as an opportunity way to do it. Uh, but I think you're very right in uh, in doing that. But yeah, uh, and it is a very tough job as well for the commentators, but uh, I'm pretty, uh, uh, because if I'm not going to be, this, this event in Amsterdam is um, in September and I might as well fight in Paris at the same time. So if I'm not fighting, I'll be commentating as well. So I'm definitely going to be taking some notes out of uh, Matt Thomas' page there. Yeah. Uh, because uh, he knows how to do that and it's a tough job. So Yeah, so you're going to be fighting and commentating on the same show. I maybe uh, depends okay. on uh, what happens in Paris for the IFC because I think mm -hmm. they're organizing an event again in September where they asked me to fight, uh, mm -hmm. and I rather not fight twice in the same month because of brain damage. And I'm still, uh, yeah, I don't want to get hit too much or uh, because I'm, uh, uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a fighter in a ways so that I keep going, uh, same as what Jerry did. Uh, but it's not always good for you, especially if you do it a couple of times a, week, a month. Yeah. So uh, um, I got to take a choice then, but I'm also happy to commentate and make a show that way. Sure. Uh, but again, I'm going to need to practice on that because it's not easy. And um, yeah, I got to respect the guys who are doing it. Also your guys, I forgot the names, but uh, they were great. Yeah, so we, we had um, Matt Lunn and um, Sam, whose name, second name I've forgotten. Sam's never done it before. Um, so he was stepping in for Chris Levy and I thought he did a great job. Um, but just before we get onto your fight, I'd like to just talk to you a little bit more about the LA show. What was it like um, turning up in LA behind the scenes? Uh, I mean, it was, it was obviously a huge production. It was the night after our show, so we none of us were able to go out there. Um, mm -hmm. Can you sort of uh, talk us through what what it was actually like to be part of that kind of production? Yeah, it was crazy. I was uh, uh, I was two I, was, I landed two uh, two days before, so I had a massive uh, um, uh, jet lag when I was there. I came in in LA uh, downtown. I was on the subway. There was already people. Uh, I mean, that's also LA, right? But there were people doing meth in the subway. And Seriously? Yeah, yeah. It was. Oh my god. It can be a bit grindy like that, but it's fine. You know, uh, that's that can be anywhere. But I don't think I'd like that, how... Martin. I think that would make me feel very uncomfortable, to be honest. Yeah. Well, I think uh, the range of how crazy people can be is maybe a little bit bigger in 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 LA compared to UK or maybe the Netherlands. But it also helps in making productions like that in a way that sounds maybe strange to link that together. But uh, they're doing it over the top and everything. And it's mm. it was nice. Uh, they had a I'm sorry, I don't want to equate that experience with how beautiful they've done it. But um, there certainly is something in in, uh, in the American culture where they make everything bigger, go hard or go home kind of thing. And they um, uh, they really outdid themselves that way. Yeah. There was mm. a, we were in a nice hotel. I landed. I hang out with Matt. Um, the next day, um, I was love with Guy as well from the IFC. It was great fun too with him. And um, yeah, uh, I was in the back and I, I went into the arena and then I saw how huge it was. I was about to swear, but it, it was huge. You can uh, swear. Okay. You can swear. Uh, uh, because um, 
uh, yeah, they had the, the uh, places were mad and they have their own little um, um, uh, locker rooms. And it was like on top of the skybox. From there, you can look in and then you saw the whole how huge it was. I think the capacity was maybe 30,000. I don't know. It was big. Uh, mm. It was really tall. Like a big garden center, room. yeah. And uh, um, and yeah, but you saw all the screens and they were rehearsing everything. I wasn't, unfortunately, with the proper rehearsal. Uh, but um, yeah. Uh, and it was, and also for me, I didn't, I didn't knew any of these guys uh, going in. We had a couple of beers with Ludwig and his team, and they're all very, uh, yeah, well put together guys. And uh, yeah, it was an honor to be part of that. And uh, yeah, it was uh, a train ride for sure. I was there rehearsing my lines, what to say in the ring, and uh, um, being a referee. And uh, it was really nice as well that experience because my parents are both doctors, and in a ring uh, as a referee, especially on that event, because I talked to the the manager of the event and he was like these people make their money with their face and their brain so whenever something goes bad just jump in and uh, so yeah uh, which was to my detriment in the Dina and uh, Botes fight but all the other fights went pretty smooth uh, but it felt amazing because uh, like I said my parents are doctors and being able to take care of people in such a high adrenaline environment as a referee like that is amazing that felt great and uh, it was a big rush and uh, it was really high fast pace exactly like you said it was a train going forward and um yeah uh, people were going nuts and um it was amazing to see um it sounds like an incredible experience like not many people will get to be part of something like that and uh, be such a such a central part as well you know you, you're right there in the action aren't you for those bouts that you were refereeing it sounds fantastic yeah, and if I wasn't refereeing, I was sitting next to Guy, helping with the time. He was doing the time, and uh, so yeah, it was fantastic. Um, it was nice to see because you also have a bit more of an intimate experience with the fighters that way, uh, and that's also um, yeah unique. And um, yeah, it was um, yeah, it was really amazing. So let's let's talk a little about bit about your fight um, in London. So you were fighting Jerry Anderson. Um, how did you think that went? I did have a quick look at the the chess. There's a I don't know if you know uh, chessboxing.info. There's like a, a database. I saw it, yeah. yeah, so I yeah, did have a new look. Sorry, uh, this implementation where they have the chess games uh, in there as well. That's new, isn't it? It's quite new. Yeah, I think um, where we're able to. Well, it's actually run by Richard Fraser, one of our fighters who you know. Um, so where the chess game is available, they put the they put the game on. Um, and you can you can scroll through the game and see how it went. Um, so let's start on the chess. How did how did you feel that that went for you the chess? Yeah, it's uh, good to, we, that we have the chess boxing info database so I can cry some more, you know. But uh, um, <laughs> no, it, was, uh, it, it sucked to be honest. I was uh, really uh, um, for the for weeks and before I was training a lot on chess, and uh, also the days before I was only doing uh, Karakan variations because I, I was black playing as black. Uh, but yeah, so the thing is, I kind of switched off my mind because I thought I really knew where the game was going. And then all of a sudden he broke in uh, with his uh, bishop and then he could take my rook. And then I was like, I'm going to play as slowly as possible and I'm going to attack to yeah, take his mind off his uh, angles and make sure his queen can't uh, bump in. And uh, that's what I did. And then I just uh, tried to hit him as much as I can. And uh, the fight was... If I saw some pictures, the pictures you sent, I looked really pissed off at him, which maybe it was, but it was mostly because he's a really do good dude. Right before the fight, he was like, yeah, man, let's have drinks before that. You know, like the way he's a very nice person. And uh, um, 
uh, that anger in me was mostly being pissed off about myself because I didn't want to let that slip out of my hands because I did work for it quite a lot. Uh, but I really didn't show it in those first uh, couple of moves in chess. So, uh, yeah, uh, but he played well leading in. And um, I think uh, with the boxing then, uh, or you were con want to continue about the chess maybe? Sorry. No, no, you, you keep going. That's, I'm interested. I, I was just interested that you... Um, you said that in some of the photographs you look angry. Like that's, yeah. I mean, I don't think anyone would be surprised if someone looked angry during a boxing. Uh, no. You know, that's, I don't think that's anything to be apologetic about, certainly. Um, and it's not yeah. something I noticed particularly. Um, some some fighters do look more angry than others. We've got a, uh, a guy, um, Mark Sidwell, and he just yeah. looks absolutely livid every time he boxes. But I definitely didn't think that about yourself. Do you, do you not normally? Uh, do you, I, is it because you felt that you should have kept control a bit more of your emotions? No, I, I, I thought I just might mostly the pictures I saw, uh, or maybe. Okay. But no, I was. I, but it's also because it's a very big difference between how I usually fight. Because when I spar, I'm really uh, careful with my opponents usually, um, and I'm not like I've done in the fight. But now I kind of had to. And to be honest, it also felt good. Uh, felt like a release valve in mm -hmm. a way. But there was also a lot of tension put on my own shoulders because of that. And I think that's what I showed a little bit as well. But, so, do you, um, so do you think the work, because of the way the chess went, you felt you had to come out and be more aggressive in the boxing? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I knew I had to. Uh, uh, I saw my second chess boxing fight ever. I was uh, I was in Antalya and I was also helping Sakari from Finland, which you met. Yeah. And he fought against uh, Shimshi, a French guy, I think in the road chap, his final or something. And he was doing really well with the chess and he's a very good fighter, Sakari. Um, and he just f screwed something up in the chess and he knew like that round was going to be in or out. So and, he, and I was like cornering him that fight and he was like uh, looking at me like, yeah, he's got to go down now. And uh, I had that experience. I had that as well with, uh, yeah, with Valentin who was in my corner and we're like, all right, we got to, I got to do it now. And, uh, but he was yeah. staying in there. Like I was hitting him, but he was, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm not sure what would have happened if the ring, uh, if the towel wasn't thrown in because he's very tough. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. He's a tough guy. He's, he's from Glasgow, which is like known to be like quite a tough and rough area of the UK. And he's a lovely right. guy. I did, I did speak to him uh, uh, the day after. Um, uh, quite often, if I feel that I need to, I'll just check in with the fighter. And yeah. I think he was he was still very disappointed that the fight was stopped. He still <laughs> felt that he could have continued. I think, yeah. I mean, I think you probably could have, and he may have been fine. But on the other hand, if something had happened to him, if we carried on, um, yeah. That would have been been on us and the trainer, and I think I don't think Jake yeah. regrets throwing the towel in. I think he felt that it was the right thing to do. Um, yeah. And sometimes, you know, that that's the way it goes. Um, but yeah, I, I, I've, I'm a big fan of Sakari as well, and um, he came in. He fought for us a few years ago now against a guy called Nikita from Russia. It was one of the yeah. best boxing uh, bouts we've ever had on, on one mm -hmm. of our shows. Like technically, they're they were so quick. Their defense was so impressive. It was it was really a masterclass. He's he's a very very good boxer. Yeah. So yeah. So congratulations on another victory. Uh, how um you're you're fighting again this year in in Paris? Are you? Do you know who you're fighting? Yes. Um, no, I'm not sure. But the, the talks are. 
I forgot his name. He's a Russian guy from. Uh, um, I forgot his name. He's okay. a Russian guy, um, but we'll see. Um, I think it's going to be interesting. He always throws amazing events, and he's very. Uh, he's a very special guy to do the way he's. He's like a kid in a candy shop, making his dream come in reality, and uh, um, yeah, getting everyone along with it, and everyone's following in him, uh, laughing and uh, happy and smiling, and all the crazy things he's doing. It's. Uh, yeah, he can definitely be proud of himself the way he uh, and you as well. I mean, I, I think the the highest, the most difficult jobs are for the organizers. And um, yeah, um, I'm really stoked with him as well. When we were at the event, I kept saying like, "You're taking notes, how oh, you're taking notes," because there were like flamethrowers and there was all kinds of stuff going on <laughs> at the LA event. And he was also his mind was blown all the time. He was taking videos and he, there's, they had like the chessboard coming down from the ceiling and all that. Yeah. Um, so uh, which is of course a crazy production because there was a guy hired to be there because as a referee, I was uh, in between making sure the fighters were not anywhere near where the thing was coming down because. Uh, yeah, it looked sketchy and expensive, um, so I don't think it's uh, uh, anything uh, which will come in reality soon. But uh, just to see his enthusiasm uh, as a, as an uh, someone who organizes these events as well, being there was amazing. Um, so I'm always really stoked to uh, 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 fight in his events. Uh, I'm gonna. I, I always like to do a little introduction show or something for my fight. I wanted to be a Barbie girl uh, last time when I was on your event. But we <laughs> up the music, unfortunately. Uh, but uh, I have something in store as well for his next event. It may or may not be Mexican wrestling. Um, and uh, yeah, we always. Uh, yeah, I'm always really honored to uh, come and help him out. Uh, yeah, we we went to uh, Paris and we saw you in in Paris. Um... Uh, Guy's last show is fantastic production, um, yeah. and yeah, I think um, I don't know. It, uh, it'd be interesting. Perhaps I should uh, see if Guy wants to to interview because um, our audience we've always found when we've like uh, gone a little bit more um, entertainment. You know, like we're obviously now we've got the um, we don't have a ringer, we have a berserker, and a berserker fought in the last show, which is a little bit yeah. WWE. It's kind of yeah Mexican wrestling esque, yeah. isn't it? Um, and uh, yeah, we were a bit nervous about how it would be received, but somehow our audience just lap it up. Every time we do something that's a little bit more performative, um, they seem to absolutely love it. So we're always looking yeah, If I may ask you, by the way, um, sorry to butt you in, um, that chanting that you guys were doing, that the Berserker was like leading, was that last event as well? Because I don't think I've seen it before, but I really liked it. I also saw it in the LA event. And they're also doing it now in the IFC and like fight, fight or, or chess or something there really getting the audience going about the things is was it was that a thing before with you guys yeah so the um so the channel of chess 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 has always been at our shows since i've been involved which is sort of 10 years now um mm. and i don't i don't know where that comes from that was just kind of organic um but with the berserker basically we uh he basically leads the audience in uh in doing uh icelandic thunderclap so for each round, there's a thunderclap. So for, if it's round three, he does three Icelandic thunderclaps, which obviously involves like the whole audience like you know, clapping at the same time. And yeah. also, we're working on you know the berserker get more sort of um, uh, interaction with the crowd as well. Like going into the crowd, they can body paint him. Um, he can give them some of his mushrooms, stuff like that. And yeah, the idea is that it's a bit like we we're talking talking about before it's that transition where there's nothing happening and you want to fill that with something that's entertaining and that's basically what we, we're trying to do with with the berserker 
So right. yeah, Rich is a great guy. He's really um he's really well suited to it, not just physically, but like his mentality as well. He he, he kind of yeah, loves doing it. Uh, I and, saw that. Too. Yeah, and he's always coming up with new ideas and new ways that he can interact with the audience and bring a little bit more um, performance to the proceedings. So we're we're very lucky to have him. Um, cool. What what did you think of the rest of the fights then? What, what was the favorite other than obviously you perhaps didn't see the fights before you, but did you manage to catch any of the fights? Uh, uh, I didn't really see a lot of the other fights, to be really honest. Uh, I have, because uh, I was also wanted to talk to you guys and uh, especially also Jerry and uh, Matt and uh, David. Um, so I didn't pay attention enough, I would say. Um, I've seen the last fight. Uh, I like that one. It was good, good chess, good, uh, good boxing. Um, yeah, but um, I'm sure. Uh, you, what is your next event coming again? Because you're organizing a larger event this time, right? Uh, well, we're looking. We're at the same venue in October, but we are we are looking for a larger venue, um, which we haven't found yet, unfortunately. But um, so we're back at the dome on the seventh of October. I don't know if you recall, but we were due to have um, a couple of Norwegian celebrities fighting last year, oh, yeah, and there was an injury. Um, so we've we've arranged for them to come back. Um, so they'll be fighting. Um, so uh, one of the fighters is a guy called Burke Rudd, who's an Olympic gold medalist. He did he he won the freestyle gold medal in uh, the Olympics in 2022, uh, freestyle mm -hmm. skiing. Um, he's a super chilled guy, actually. He might he may be more chilled than you, Martin, even. Um, oh shit! <laughs> um, You're gonna have so to fight that one out then. Yeah. Um, so we're we're kind of excited about that and the kind of PR that that's going to bring. Um, we're looking at doing something with the with Nordic chess boxing with Tero um, and that and those oh, guys. Again? Yeah. Well, they awesome. they're they're looking to launch the sport in Norway and obviously with, with um, the exposure that we might be able to get um, in October, it makes sense to sort of partner with them and see if they can bring over fighters so we can make the most of that exposure. Um, so that's the that's the rough plan at the moment. Um, but yeah, so we are, hopefully we'll be in a bigger venue for the December event, but we're not sure yet. We haven't, we haven't found the right space. I don't know what it's like in Amsterdam or the Netherlands, but it's quite hard to find venues which have boxing um, licenses in yeah. the UK. There's only so many. And therefore, you, you you're quite restricted in terms of the, the venues you can actually use for for chess boxing. So is it um, is it? I mean, I, we also have the same problem in Amsterdam. But how we get around it sometimes is we all uh, we call it like a club event, meaning it's uh, internal fighters only. Mm. Um, but then sometimes people are signed up last minute as a member, and then it all makes sense that way. I'm not saying it's possible, and I'm sure you've already went through it. But you know, always looking for new angles. Yeah, there are ways around it. You can get what's called a temporary events notice in the UK, which, but 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 basically, there's a limit on the number of people. You can only have 500 people, and obviously, right. we, yeah, we our venue is 400, and we obviously want to go. We're looking for some something around 800 plus. So yeah. that that sort of loophole won't work for us, unfortunately. But we'll we'll find somewhere, I'm sure. Um, something I'm sure a lot of people will a question we what. Um, a lot of people want me to ask this question to you, uh, Martin, is what is your training regime? Because you have got uh, the the most incredibly well-sculpted torso. So what do you I do? do. How, how do you how do you manage to maintain such a physique? 
Uh, well, what definitely was a factor is I had to lose weight as well. So I was looking extra dry for your event, which uh, does look good on the pictures and, and the view. But uh, yeah, I really just trained my ass off. That sounds really uh, stupid, but um, I train uh, six times a week. I do sometimes extra push-ups, extra core training in the mornings. Um, and um, yeah, it's also maybe a product of I've been doing weightlifting and running and uh, um, all kinds of sports from a young age in a very high quite of an extreme way so maybe that's also why it's even if i'm not because last couple of weeks or so i've been doing uh, less boxing a bit more weightlifting, but also a little, not five times a week but it's not leaving so uh that's nice uh those gains are loyal as they say um but so uh, how, how many hours a day do you train then if you train six days a week how many hours a day yeah it's well, sessions of boxing one and a half to an hour and uh 30 minutes in the mornings okay that's, the, yeah, that's commitment. That, that is commitment. Um, and I, 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 it's a question I ask to a lot of um, a lot of our guests on the podcast. You may not have an answer based on uh, what you've just told us, but do you have a favourite chocolate bar? A favourite chocolate bar? Yeah. Wow. Well, uh, do you have Milka in the United in the England? What's Britain? it called? Uh, do you have Milka chocolate? No, I don't think we do. Oh, that's like a Swiss brand. Uh, wow. Well, uh, I like Toblerone. I'm you're sure, pretty sure you know Toblerone. Toblerone, yeah, yeah, we have that. Yeah, certainly in airports for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah, it's an airport thing. No, I like those for sure. What is yours? Uh, so mine is uh, Curly Whirly, which is like a it's a British thing. It basically it's it's a huge it's huge. It's like this big, um, but when you open it up, it's got loads of holes in it, and actually, it's probably you know. In terms of like the actual weight of it, it's quite small, but it looks massive. So when I was a kid, I used to love uh, curly whirlies because I thought I was getting like a really good deal. Um, so yeah, that's my one. But yeah, nice. I don't think I, 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 it sounds very British. I think it was made by Cadbury, so perhaps they don't have it in the Netherlands. I don't know. Yeah, I'm really uh, one more thing I would like to say for sure about the London all experience. Because to be honest, London, I like London, but I think it's very similar to Amsterdam, so it was never on my top list to go. Um, but when I was there, uh, there were so many intricacies which I really enjoyed. And I think the fine uh, chocolate and the fine food you guys have uh, on a very high level is very nice. And as a kid in the Netherlands, you grow up to learn English uh, through a movie. So you only hear mostly American English. Uh, but here, when you are surrounded with people who speak beautiful British English, you start to uh, appreciate it more. Because in high school, we are, we are forced to learn British English. And then it sounds too posh for us, for me at least, or too restrictive but then if you hear everyone speak british you're like this sounds even better and there's so many little intricacies that i totally forgot about britain and uh and the uk which is just nice so uh yeah the, the chocolate thing definitely sparked me uh, in that sense because the cadbury and you guys definitely have a lot of things we don't have in the netherlands or other places well i should i should thank you for uh conducting the interview in english i mean it's something that we just take for granted but you know it's obviously it's not your first language and you, you've got very good very good english but um us brits we just kind of expect everyone to speak english don't we it's not very good oh, well, um, yeah. have you have you got anything else you'd like to add martin before we wrap things up um no uh again i'm really happy to uh help out um if you guys are throwing uh, events again if you guys are looking for support on marketing on that side uh, and thinking about how to craft that message i'm happy to do that especially since you have frazier who's making their hollywood level quality videos uh, for, for fights i mean uh, it's an opportunity you know i think um and yeah uh, excited to hear uh, nordic chess boxing is happening again i was there in uh, finland and uh, they also made an amazing show uh, so I'll be getting in touch with Taro as well. 
and uh, yeah thanks for having me man well thanks for fighting um uh thanks for coming on the podcast we'll definitely uh be bringing a few people out to to watch you fight in uh, paris or and or in Amsterdam, depending on how that um, develops. Very excited about the idea of having chess boxing in Amsterdam. I think it's a very well-suited product for the Amsterdam market. I'm sure it'll be very well received. And yeah, um, thanks very much for coming on and uh, hope to see you again uh, later on this year, Martin. We will, man. Thanks and good luck. And good luck on the farm. Okay, cheers. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks very much, Martin, for fighting on the show and coming on the podcast. That's it for this week. We've got our next event coming up uh, on the 7th of October. Get your tickets to chessboxingnation.com and you can watch everything live, uh, youtube.com forward slash chessboxing. See you in a couple of weeks.